Hello everyone and a happy new year to you all. This is a special episode with all the audio that I recorded at Dragmeet 2019 back in December. Spoke to a few people about board games and some RPG things as well. Apologies for the quality of the sound. It's mono for some reason that I haven't quite determined, but hopefully it should come through okay regardless. Hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back with your regular Brainwaves podcast on the 20th of January. Thank you very much. It's Dragmeet 2019, and my first stop has been at Loki Battle Mats, which are sort of layout, flat layout. Uh, well, I'll let Matt describe them because he's the actual person who makes them. This is Matt from Loki Battle Mats. How would you describe your products? Uh, so, Battle Mat books is um, how we tend to describe them, uh, but they are books of laminated Battle Mat pages. Uh, so, you get far, far more maps in well, a book sized package. Yeah, they're fantastic. I've used them in my own D&D games. They are fantastic little things. Wipe clean as well. Uh, what have you got coming out in 2020? So at the moment, we're just fulfilling our last Kickstarter. Yep. Uh, that was for a set of modular books. So they come in a set. You get two 40-page books that can be used to make a two-foot square playing area. And all the images in there are complementary, and that one makes big dungeonscapes. So we had, I think, 5,500 backers on that Kickstarter, so it's taken a little longer to um, get them all printed and fulfil it. So we're hoping to fulfil in the next month or so, and that means we can release that early next year. As a follow-on to that, we've got another Kickstarter planned for next year for a fantasy city and city interior sort of theme set, which again will be a two-book set. We've got a cyberpunk release um, due for about Easter, which will be in an A3 and an A4 format which matches our current fantasy and sci-fi books. Fantastic. Yeah, I've had a wee look at those folks, and they are absolutely fantastic. Keep an eye on that for next year. Thanks very much, Matt. Thank you very much. Cheers. And in my continued run around the trade halls at Dragmeet 2020, I've just had a demo of Circulari from Ruin Skies Games from Robin. Tell us a little bit about the game, Robin. Oh, uh, so uh, Circulari is a game thematically about mining in deep space. So uh, players take on the roles of the titular Circulari, lone deep space miners, and uh, they operate a fleet of mining robots, pushing asteroids around and trying to strip them of their valuable resources to send back to their home civilization. What makes the game interesting, I think, is that it has this two-phase turn mechanic. So each turn consists of two distinct phases. The first one is about uh, positioning uh, each player's fleet of mining robots uh, across the various different worker placement slots in the asteroid fields. But in the second phase of each turn, players then use their robots to propel the asteroids around the orbit, changing the playfield from underneath them. And so this produces a, a kind of a, a tactical form of gameplay whereby each player has to think between their turn ending and the next turn beginning, what's going to happen in the meantime, what are the players going to do, and how are those actions directly or just incidentally going to affect the playing field, and how can you deploy your resources, your robots, to best take advantage of that or to mitigate against uh, you know, things changing. Yeah, that seems like that's a very good summary. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I really, uh, I really like the prototype we've got in front of us here. We've got sort of dual layer cards and uh, like a really compact little game that is 
it, it's really quite interesting. There's quite a lot to think about on your turn. There's lot, lots of actions to do. I can see different paths to victory now. Now I've played it. What's your plan for the game uh, for release? All right. Well, I've been developing it for ooh, coming up on two years now. Um, so it's it's. Perhaps not completely perfect, but uh, it's it's definitely maturing, and I'm beginning to look towards perhaps taking it to Kickstarter uh, to you know get it into the hands of players. So I'm I'm, I'm optimistically looking at perhaps sometime in 2020, uh, and just just working towards that now. I've got an artist working on some new artwork, uh, which will hopefully make make the game look a bit more polished, and uh, hopefully going to be starting some some larger scale blind playtesting soon. Get some more players, get the rulebook into hands of some more players and see what they make of it. That's great. Thanks very much for your time. Cheers. Well, I've just been out for lunch with two giants of the British RPG scene. It's Baz and Gaz from the Smart Party. How are you doing, gents? I'm really full and good to see you, Ian. <laughs> yes, excellent. Just bouncing off the back of another hugely successful seminar at uh, Dragonlink. Yeah. So what was that seminar about? It was how to win at RPGs, being a better player. Uh, a fantastic overview with many insights, war stories and hot tips from our many decades of playing games and how to just be better at the table and communicate better with the other players, have a better game all round. There's lots of GM advice there, but very little player advice in the hobby. So we thought we'd just add a bit of spice in there. Fantastic. Will it be available for someone to listen to? Somewhere to listen to? Well, we hope so. We've attempted a recording, but it was handheld in a noisy room. So we'll see how it comes out. But fingers crossed, we should have it available to your earballs very soon. You should write it up as a manifesto as well. Put it out there. Yeah, we should get a writer. Really, Baz has got it writing. He can write it up. Yeah, Baz has just uh, launched King of Dungeons. How's that going? Uh, incredible. It is humbling to see how many uh, how many people have handed over hard-earned cash for for my little rip-off game. It's, I've met loads of people today face-to-face who I'd previously only, only known as customers. I've shaken a few hands, picked up a few bits and pieces for people. It's, it's been incredible. Cool, fantastic. Is there anything coming next for King of Dungeons? You got sort of plans for a sequel or expansions, that kind of thing? People keep asking for another edition, which is just weird because people don't like new editions except they want new editions. So I'm going to like show a little bit of leadership here and not do a new edition until the old one's finished. Uh, but I'm working on a series of adventures, scenarios which will ideally will form a big old campaign arc, taking people from zero to hero over the course of the game. That's going to take a bit of time um, to make it look the way we want to, but I've got a team of about six writers working on that now. Cool, that's quite a team going. So what have you got planned for the rest of the day, gents? Well, we're going to go around and check out what's hot and happening at Dragon <laughs> Meets, because it is quite hot in there, and things are happening. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it'd be good to catch up and just go around on the stalls. You'll see that Robin Laws is here, Ken Hyde, people like that, all hanging around the Pelgrane stall, and lots of other, other giants of the role-playing industry, not just ourselves. So it's good to be able to go around and uh, catch up with what the luminaries are doing. Maybe catch a game or two, and maybe have the odd beer. Indeed. Well, I'll leave you to it, gents. Thank you very much. So I'm upstairs at Dragon Meet 2020, speaking to Freevoss from Hercules Game Studios. Tell us a little bit about RollQuest. Hello. Um, so RollQuest is a role-playing card game. From all the part card games and board games that emulate role-playing elements, this isn't focused so much on the combat or the exploration. It's really focused on the role-playing itself. So uh, players select a number of characters more ordinary, like an innkeeper or a, or a, a mayor, uh, or even kind of more extraordinary, like a necromancer or a knight. Okay. They walk around the town. They, um, when they meet each other, they have to have a one-minute role-play interaction. Okay. 
During that interaction, they must um, role-play hidden personalities that they have. So they could be like a corrupt mayor, or they could be a um, greedy knight. Uh, and then they, people try to guess what these personalities were at the end of it. Whoever guesses well and whoever role plays well gets um, goblin heads, which is the currency that we have in RollQuest. Uh, whoever has the most in the end wins the game. Well, what's the sort of currency exchange rate for goblin heads to the British pound? It, it changes a lot, to be honest. It's, um, think of it as a cryptocurrency. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be huge. Just watch the space. So this is the first time you're exhibiting at Dragon Meat with the full game, is that right? It's the first time we have actual copies of the game to sell. We've demoed before, but this is the first time we've actually got the game here with us. You were, Did you fund through Kickstarter or fund yourself? Or? Yeah, we funded through Kickstarter last summer. Yeah, we had 320 backers who were very thankful. That's great. How's the reception been to backers getting their games? We've had... Uh, we had Pretty positive uh, feedback. We had uh, a couple of people um, from a board game cafe in New Zealand saying that it was the best game they've uh, played in that cafe. We've had uh, people just try it in cafes and call us to try and order the game. Like, we, I've been trying to like ask people on social media and they've, they've just had lots of funny, hilarious moments. That's fantastic. So uh, what's next for Hercules Game Studios? So there's a couple of projects we've, uh, we're working on. Uh, one of them is uh, After London, which we've been developing for quite a long time. It's a steampunk post-apocalyptic board game uh, set in a pre-First a pre World War London that's invaded by aliens. Okay, so some, some sort of War of the Worldsy kind of sort of feel to that? Or? Yeah, but with a steampunk yeah. kind of element. Cool, that sounds great. Yeah, it's gonna be, I think it's going to be very, very different. But um, it sounds like these projects are very different, but our kind of, as a company, it's, it's all about kind of creating worlds for us and allowing people to kind of travel in a different dimension almost. Uh, so that's the golden thread. If I... Well, thanks very much for your time. Hope the rest of the day is great. So it's the mid-afternoon of Dragon Meat 2019, and I'm here with Paul and Archie from Play for Keeps Games. How are you doing, James? Uh, yeah, good, thanks. Very well, thank you. So we've just been playing Overstocked, which I believe is your first game. That's is that the first game that's going to be coming out from your new publishing studio? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, we've been. It's the second game that we've signed, but we've decided to make it our first game because it's a small card game that we think we can turn around quite quickly, just to kind of prove that we know what we're doing before we move on to something bigger. Uh, you know, before we do the hundred-hour epic miniatures game, that's. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone's got a Gloomhaven killer in their pocket, right? Absolutely. Uh, so who wants to tell me a wee bit about Overstocked? Uh, sure, yeah. So Overstocked is you are building warehouses uh, of the latest crazes from the 90s. So you have a central area that everyone's contributing to that kind of represents the demand. And then you've got your own individual warehouse that represents the supply that you're providing. So the idea is that... Uh, the largest area in the center of one of the toys is going to multiply by your largest area in your warehouse, and you'll get the multiple of that. So if there's five Furbies in the center and you've got two Furbies in your area, you're going to get 10 points. So the cards are kind of like tiles with six um, six crates on them containing the various toys, and you're, you have to stack them and overlap them to create areas. Uh, and, and we mentioned Furbies there. Obviously, this game is an up-to-date uh, toy simulator, toy stock simulator for for this Christmas uh, of, with Furbies and 
uh, Beanie Babies, Tamagotchis, uh, up-to-date toy choices there. Why did you go for those particular themes? <laughs> I mean, we think they're all going to make a comeback, basically, <laughs> within the next year. Uh, no, I think it's... Uh, we, we want it to be this kind of warehouse theme because it feels like you're kind of stacking things together and organizing yeah. things and stocking sort of toys like that people feel nostalgic about is a bit more fun than stocking crates of grain and, and, and you know. yeah uh, yeah another trading in the Mediterranean game with a guy looking sad on the front so, so uh, you mentioned a second game that you've got on the books as well yeah. Uh, yes yeah so our second game at the moment is called Continuum and that's a bit of a bit of a bigger board game but still quite kind of streamlined rules wise and it's about humanity is taking a certain path through time from history to the future and you're just placing cubes onto the different possible paths that humanity could go down to try and influence its uh, it's kind of like a a collaborative kind of route building thing it's it's still competitive but you have a vested interest in the player to your left uh, so you're trying to look out for the paths they're going down and see if you can finish those off and it has this really nice sort of idea of you chaining together um, how uh, time will kind of then like pinball through uh, humanity will pinball through time uh, so you'll set up these big chains and then watch it kind of fire off and get loads of points which is really satisfying so when can we expect to see overstock next year what's the plan is it a kickstarter are you publishing are you just putting it out yourself straight off we're uh, aiming for Kickstarter, aim around the end of March, uh, after Aircon is probably when we're going to look to do it. Um, so yeah, so it'll be around then. So we're going to, on our social media, sort of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're going to be kind of posting how we've developed this. Uh, you'll see like the original game that we signed from uh, Mandela, great designer, um, some clapping. Uh, his original, uh, yeah, yeah. That's how good he is, ever, ladies and gentlemen. By the mere mention of his name, he gets a round of applause. Yeah, it causes spontaneous applause, any mention of his name. Um, but yeah, so we'll take you through kind of the development process that we've kind of gone through um, with the game and, you know, to get that final product and then we'll be sending out to reviewers, get previews and things like that. Well, I really enjoyed that. Thanks very much, gents. Well, that's all the audio I have from Dragon Meat 2019. Apologies for the couple of times that I called it Dragon Meat 2020 during the interviews because I got the dates completely wrong and I'm not a time traveller. The next convention we are going to be at is Aircon in March and we're hoping to improve some of our recording equipment before then and get a few interviews while we're down there. And hopefully we'll see some of you there and at conventions over the course of the year. Goodbye. <laughs>